care needs and two days away from the newest episode of a1 custom car care with our very own sarah myers dustin atwood what do you guys got planned to talk about this week uh we received a data report for from the automotive industry for congressional district seven that's the data we did so what does that mean that sounds pretty boring it no it's it's uh, basically it talks about the age length of the average vehicle oh, in right. our district, which is like 14 years or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about tips to keep your vehicles running longer, um, or if you are pulling vehicles out of uh, your pastures that have kind of been setting that are older, uh, we're going to talk about vehicle maintenance for those as well. I saw there was a story about the continued. economic devastation that EVs are doing to the auto industry. And they noted that the starting price for the new Silverado is $109,000. I know. $109,000. Yes, that's the starting price. And I remember thinking, so I bought a Chevy Silverado last year. Oh, is that what you have? Yeah, and it's a 09, I think. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about... Um, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. And I thought to myself, that $108,000 Chevy or Silverado, uh, now it's GM Silverado, EV, that thing will not be on the market sellable in that many years down the road. Because you'd have to buy a new battery anyway, oh, yeah. which those are what forty or fifty thousand yep. dollars. And I, I was just thinking to myself, aside from that initial price tag, how little resale value that there is to those vehicles. But yeah, hundred and nine. Like, are you? It's insane. <laughs> that is insane to me. Christy Fonecki is with us. Let's go ahead and kick things off with. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So the show, oh. I got, I got completely sidetracked here. Know, that's right. A one custom car <laughs> care. Don't forget over. it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Uh, and if you do our maybe uh, Saturdays, you aren't able to hear the show at 10 a.m. It's in the on-demand section at ksgf.com. Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. Firefighters battled flames at a home in Bolivar on Tuesday. Crews arrived to find the back of the home on fire. There was no one inside the home at the time, and there were no injuries. It took about 20 firefighters to put out the blaze, and the home was left with significant damage. Officials are investigating what caused the fire, and the Red Cross is helping the affected family. A Missouri State University professor is doing away with traditional grades, hoping that will help students better learn the material. The system called ungrading replaces letter grades with qualitative feedback and less stressful deadlines. Dr. Chloe Bulliard introduced this method in 2021 in the midst of the pandemic. Bulliard says that the upgrading style has also helped positively impact students' mental health by removing the stress of grades. From Color 10 Studios, tune into news at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 
Sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Shower storms likely before noon today. Then mostly sunny, 75 for a high, 48 overnight low. And then tomorrow, high of only 67. Morning wind chills around 45. You got, Sarah got you all set up there with yes, a ghost yes, mug. She's very, got very festive. It's so cute. You I can love see it on it. Facebook Live. Yes. Sponsored by Springfield Raps. Yes, I love it. She's so sweet. We love Sarah so much. Aww. Hey, you know, that's appropriate because you being... I'm not a ghost. Uh, Indian. I know you prefer Indian oh, yeah. over Native American. Okay. Uh, I do not smoke peyote. And here, so that... maybe you can answer this question. Okay. Best I can tell, go Indian ghosts. I'm waiting for this. Are <laughs> intellectual are like, conversation? Are just they seem to be real jerks compared to non-Indian ghosts. And I say that because anytime there's a haunting. It's never like, oh, is it just a random burial ground the home was built on? It's always an Indian burial ground. You never, ever hear of a haunted house. It's like, oh, that's an Irish burial ground over there. (laughs) It's always Indian. Well, I know. What, what is it about Indian ghosts that they just really, really do not like well, people building houses? Well, you want to know, we're not on. whips like some of the white people. Maybe that's probably what it is. <laughs> like, we're fighters. That's right. You're not going to build we're a house on us. We're the Yeah, that's right. Even, when, even in death, we're not, we will we're, get you. <laughs> we're not nice ghosts. We, well, know, apparently, we, know our, we know our role. You're like, you know what? Historically... We've I mean, had some real issues over yeah, land, so we're taking yeah, a stand right. now. If we can't get you, you when you're is, alive, yeah. we're going to get you when, right. when you're dead. This when is, we're dead. I, I got just like a six by whatever foot area here, <laughs> and you're going to come build on top? I don't think so. I will run oh, you out of your home. That is so random. It's tr- Well, no, it's well, Halloween. No. You're talking about the ghost mug that you're drinking out well, of. Well, I know, yeah. I and, think that's and awesome. Your, Comanches. Well, we could teach people a few lessons on fighting. Yeah. And standing up for, for people That's and yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Standing up for your tribe. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I gotta I gotta give a shout out. Okay. Shout out. Okay, it. for the Knicks of our city women's tennis team, one yeah. districts. Oh nice. Yes, well last night. And they're going to state and sorry, we beat Republic Nick, so <laughs> As I think Republic uh focused on football. Oh, okay. Well, they're good at tennis, but we just beat them. Yeah, but, well. Yeah. So, and the good thing about the girls. There's a full one, right? I mean, you, oh, wait, yeah, what is yeah. it? You have all these kids are all successful at things. They're always <laughs> going to right. state with this or doing that, <laughs> winning know. this championship. <laughs> We're taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> all my um, prodigy here. Mm-hmm. No, um, but the good thing is, the great thing is that they're all really good girls, make good grades. Yeah. So, I mean, you sometimes you think everything's wrong with the world, but there's um, there's hope. There's, yep, there's the full necky kids. <laughs> well, they're not. I mean, not all six of those girls are mine that are the same age. I just have one. Well, and one of them's and a they, boy <laughs> also. <laughs> I'm talking about the tennis team. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. Okay. All right. Whatever. Well, I'll... okay. Well, congratulations, Nixa. Yep. So... Whatever. Good job, Nixa. Coming up... Um, <laughs> For the second time, a this is an award-winning yeah, yeah, segment is, right here. As, as they all are, it's hard to hard to pick one from the other. That's right. Uh, all right. So for the second time in his administration, uh, a dog has had to be removed from the oh, White House yeah, for attacking people. The latest information on that with Christy Fulnecki coming up. 
Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, we had that little storm move through the Ozarks yesterday. And if you noticed any hail damage or wind damage, right now is the best time to give my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company a call. Now, Josh and his team, they'll come out to work with you. Um, one of my favorite things that they do is whenever they do their free roof inspection, they get on their on your roof and um, they take tons of photos and videos to show you exactly what is going on with your roof. And then they will work through a process with you. Maybe you are in a situation where you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a simple roof repair, or maybe you need new gutters or new vents. Whatever the situation is, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered, and they'll be upfront and honest with you as well. They won't try to upsell you, um, but they'll work through the process with you. Whenever I got my new roof, it took just a matter of days from start to finish, and I kind of have that peace of mind every single time a storm rolls through the Ozarks, and you can have that peace of mind as well. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Christy Falnecki is with us. It was announced that um, the Bidens once again have had to dump a dog because it continues to attack (laughs) employees at the White House. This isn't the first time it happened. Uh, They had two dogs. There was major... And what was the name of the other one? We uh, looked this uh, up. Champ was Champ, the other one, but yeah. Champ died. Yeah, so Champ oh. died. Then the first one was attacking people, had to go. Then they're like, "Oh, Champ died," which I, given the hmm. the apparent environment related to dogs here, I wonder how that dog died. Um, Biden was probably wrestling it or something, or a cocaine overdose. Yeah, it could have been a cocaine yeah. overdose. <laughs> could, could very well cocaine have been that. bear dog. <laughs> and and they immediately though went and got this other dog. And I remember at the time thinking, I, it, it just seems like the sort of thing animal experts would advise you not to do. Like you right. don't if you can't. If there's something going on to where this a dog in that environment is behaving, you don't dump it and then like, oh, let's just get another one. And it, this tells you something's going on with yeah. that family, that administration, that is because you get a totally separate dog and it's doing the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, because don't you look at, I'm not a dog expert, but you look at how your animals act and how your children act, and, well, and then sure. you can kind of tell what well, the we individual is Well, we talked about this like. before. There's that, yeah. that Caesar, whatever his name is, and he, the dog, he's a dog expert, and, and you know, he will, he's got a show. And people will say, will you come? My dog's out of control. Uh, come help me. And then he comes. And it's always about teaching the owner of the dog how to behave to the animal in order to get the animal to behave. Because no. animals respond to your behavior. Yeah. Don't kick the dog. Right. Yeah. And so something is going on in this administration that's causing these dogs to be so frantic that they're they're attacking people. So I... I, I saw a number of headlines and all of the the headlines were just straightforward and they were all along the lines of um you know biden family dog removed from white house it was just straightforward right and then an article about it so i i i remembered when it was realized by the media that trump wasn't going to have a dog in the white house and i thought now i wonder how what their reaction was to that compared to biden having now two dogs that relentlessly attacked and at least in know, one yeah. instance, actually hospitalized an employee. Uh, and their headlines for that, of course, has just been, oh, dog removed from the White House. So I grabbed I'm, a few headlines from when Trump just decided, oh, I don't need a dog. Okay, okay. The New York Times had a headline at the time, the curious incident of no dog in the White oh, House. GQ, God. Donald Trump hates dogs. Here's what that tells us about him. That was the headline. I kid you not. 
Australian wow. Broadcasting Network. Why is there no first dog in the White House? CNN, Trump family breaks with presidential pet tradition. The Independent, Donald Trump could be first U.S. president nearly 130 years not to have a pet dog in the White House. Washington Post memo to president, White House dog a plus. San Francisco Chronicle, the petless Trump White House and why that matters. <laughs> Women's Magazine, Donald Trump is still against dogs no matter how good politically they look. And there was a quote in that where Trump said, how would I look walking a dog on the White House lawn? <laughs> I like Trump is like, nobody, so I don't, I'm not a dog awesome. guy. You know, it's yeah. just, it didn't and, even know, make sense to him. Yeah, you know, Trump like. But I, but here you had care, the, the media really exploring it and putting every headline was essentially about how bad Trump is as a human being and how he's breaking tradition simply because he didn't have he wasn't a dog guy but here you have dogs relentlessly allowed to attack employees and it's like oh dog removed from the white house you know no, just I you know, know. No, no no can I, can you imagine the headlines if if oh, this if were that Trump? Trump and the dog would have bitten an employee well i mean and the thing is like Trump is too busy to have a dog. He's actually working. He's not well, taking, that's what he said. He's not taking naps. I mean, you know, Biden has plenty of time to take care of his dog. I think I figured. I that think attacks, I, his dog that attacks people. Yeah, I think I know what's <laughs> I think I know why the dogs are stressed. <laughs> I do. Biden, he, of course, one of his promises is that if he got elected president, cancer would be cured. And it was a year or so into his administration he had announced, and it was at some laboratory, I think, or some sort of event, mm -hmm. that dogs would be the ones to find the cure for cancer. So I think in his mind that's really true. And <laughs> and in order to accommodate, this is probably something he's fixated on. And so his staff have to dress these dogs up in lab coats and make them pretend <laughs> as if they're in a laboratory, looking through microscopes and, and doing all this stuff. And so every time Biden, he, probably daily, he wants to see how things are going, so they got to get these dogs, and the Secret Service are the ones who have to do it, and they got to get lab coats on them and, and train them. And so it's probably everybody. yeah, it's freaking the dogs out. They're like, "What the hell's going on?" And all of this is to try and convince Biden. Oh no, your plan for your dogs to uh, to cure cancer—it's underway, Mr. President. Boy, they've made a lot of progress today. Yeah, and how many news stories have there been about the concern about abusing your children and your animals? I mean, where's PETA? Where's PETA? I know, right. Okay. Right. Where's PETA in this yeah, about I know. probably abusing your dog? Or work turning... or workplace advocate, safety in the workplace. Oh, yes. Do you know what would happen to right, it, whether yeah. you're an employer or just somebody in the neighborhood, if you had any dog that you knew attacked someone over and over? There was one expert. He said he's never heard of a dog. The, the, the most times he has ever heard of a dog biting another person or people was seven times before it was put down to have 11 times but wow, this is the really? this is once again it's a total dual yep, justice I, uh, yeah. you know this whole no one's above the law here's just another example where the bidens are above the law yeah and if you can't trust a president with you know his kids and his animals how can like, you and why do you even them? want them that's the thing why do you want these dogs Oh, in the White House? Yeah. Or, yeah I, I, I mean, know. why? This is what's Well, you're occurring. obviously not the one taking care of them. I mean, yeah, and it's not for security. I mean, that's what you have the Secret Service for. <laughs> I don't have my dog, like, to alert me when I'm being attacked. 
Christy Fonecki with us. We're going to get a, a break in here and then. Uh, I got to talk about these gag orders. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're an attorney. You know a bit about gag orders. Trump and I've had a few people try yeah. to put them on yeah, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that probably worked out as well as the Trump <laughs> gag orders have. I don't like either of you. You're outnumbered here in the studio. Someone had texted in Poltergeist, that movie that it wasn't in Indian Burial Ground. I thought that it was. Mm. But I I I know know. that there was some sort of graveyard there because uh, I remember that scene when it's raining and they're building the swimming pool or whatever and those bodies are popping up. Mm -hmm. But someone had texted in. They said Poltergeist was not an Indian cemetery. And boy, were those people grumpy. So, so, yeah, I don't know why in my head. Probably because I'm racist. Yeah, you probably are. That'll do her. That is, that'll do her. Well, we move around, so we can scare you anywhere. Gag orders, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're riding on a horse over there. Um, yeah, yeah Trump, these gag, gag orders, orders are so much fun. They're, they're just doing, yeah, it, it's clear I they're doing it. everything they can in order to, uh, you know, try and imprison him. Yeah. You and, know, and I mean, okay, if there's so, anyone who will who will push the envelope and say, "All right, well, let's see if you will." I think it's him. I know, I know, that's right. Get well, another, get another five point bump in the polls. I know exactly. Well, speaking for all of us, you know, I mean, the purpose of a gag order is so you don't influence a jury. Um, so I would say pretty much all of this stuff is in the public domain, which is an exception to the gag order. So during COVID. Um, well, I might as well say because it's people already know, and the case is already over. The city attorney of Branson tried to put a gag order on me when I sued them for the mask mandate, and so actually he listened to the show a oh. lot and, hey, and talked there to you me. <laughs> gave you guys a plug in court to the judge, and so and then I had the podcast at the time, mm-hmm. and so he listened to. I mean, he must have spent hours and hours coming up with this, and then my argument was. You know, the whole mask um, debate is in the public domain. So there's no way that you could put a gag order order on me from talking about something. Right. And so with Trump, I mean, it's already this subject and what's going on with them is in the public domain. And then the cameras, I don't know if they took the, did they take the cameras out? I don't know. But how are you supposed to not talk about something that's already a topic of in the news anyway? Well, it doesn't make any sense. I heard someone claim and this was a legal person i did not know this that at least initial that ultimately really gag orders are meant to protect the citizen they're generally put against like government or prosecutors in order to prevent them from using their power to sort of taint the jury pool yeah um I don't, you know, I I don't know how valid that is, but he, but the other thing that in in my mind one of the things that I've always understood is that whenever there is somebody who is on trial, their attorney is the one that says keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And the prosecutor always wants them to talk. Yeah, exactly. So oh, to me, yeah. it it's it, it to me I don't know. It 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 indicates something when the government doesn't want you to talk. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, wouldn't they? If you really are, if they really truly genuinely think you're guilty, think yeah. you're guilty I'd be like, talk away, do as many interviews as you want, hang yourself, go right ahead. But isn't it interesting that they want him to shut up? Mm-hmm. That seems the right. opposite of what 
if you're a prosecutor and you really believe genuinely and honestly this is someone who broke the law, like, yeah, go ahead, say whatever you want, because we got the mm-hmm. goods in court That's and we'll right. present it. So I, that, that to me and says a lot. just shining light on the truth. But, you know, I Trump still... Should, t- Trump should explain that. I know. <laughs> I know. He is just such He a, should have me as an he advisor. He is such a savage. I just, I mean, I think that guy, no matter what happens to him, he just keeps on fighting. He keeps on fighting. And he called out the New York AG and stuff. I'm just like... Oh, and of course, she claimed yeah. it's racist. I know. I saw, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racism, yeah. like... But I think it's just so great. Like, he just keeps on going. New and Quinnipi- that's why people just love him. Well, new Quinnipiac University poll published yesterday. Uh, 47% of registered voters uh, back Trump to Biden's 45%. So he's got a two-point lead in that poll in uh, uh, what's clearly an important state. Wow. I mean, which I don't understand why it's not more. That's I mean, I hear these polls. Yeah. I'm like... Because you know, people I mean, are idiots. I mean, they really are. They have no idea. A lot of people, they truly, genuinely have no idea what's going on. I think that there are a, I, I, there are a lot of people out there that don't like Trump, and they're like, "Yeah, he needs to go to jail." If you were to ask them exactly what charges is he, what oh, exactly? Oh yeah, they had no idea. They, they have no clue. Yeah, they would have no clue. They'd say something like, "Well, January or taking documents." Oh, okay, no, I understand that you know the the scenario but what legally about those things are they charging him with they'd have no clue whatsoever yeah. none that's a good but point. They, they don't care it doesn't matter to them they it's well, all it matters about to you when something pol- happens to you yeah and oh, well, you're sure like, oh, they're outraged yeah. then. oh yeah then it's an injustice the, yeah i i've heard a few people mm. talk about that we're gonna get a traffic okay. update continuing on with christy fulnecki this morning the american transmissions talk at text line 447 ksgf speaking of don Carricker, i wanted to read to you an email that alex Carricker had sent out and you know it's something that we, we've sort of referenced but nothing i don't think there was any official statement many of you know that don had for a really long time, been transitioning things over to Alex and Anthony Carricker so that he could finally retire. And that's something that did happen. There wasn't any official announcement. Um, but because you all are like, hey, what, you know, why isn't we hear Don on talking about Christian County, Central Committee, and so forth? But then it's Anthony uh, and sometimes Alex talking about, I want a great home So Alex had sent out an email saying, I wanted to share the exciting news that my dad, Don Carricker, has officially retired. As of August 1st, 2023. Uh, it's a little late on the notice, but we wanted to wait for him to let us officially <clears throat> spread the news. It's been a couple years in the making, but he decided to finally take the plunge. They noticed, what, what does it mean for you? Uh, the good news is Don passed along his knowledge and expertise of almost 30 years in the industry to both Anthony and myself. So we'll be here if you ever have any questions in regard to your mortgage needs. And of course, you still hear us on Springfield's Talk 1041 every other Friday morning to give you the pulse of what's happening in the real estate market. And uh, so anyway, I I just I wanted to read that. that And I can attest, yeah, it has been a couple years in the making because obviously – you know, to That's some awesome. degree, we're Congrats, aware of what's uh, going on with yeah. with them, and and you know, just signing our agreements every year, and you know, understood that things were transitioning there. But yeah, so he's yeah, he's a great guy, retired guy, finally yeah. able to. That it was his, it was his plan all along. Bring those kids in <laughs> so that he could pass it along to them. Yes, but he still Good does. Job. Many of you, if you come out to Scramblers on Fridays, he's there. Uh, oftentimes, and he does. He comes on the air because he's getting more active 
much to the chagrin of the establishment, <laughs> uh, much right. uh, more active in, uh, Ooh, in yes. the Republican the establishment Party politics, is really yeah. getting upset. These Republicans around the country, I aren't know. they? Yeah, I, there's I been, think it's awesome. I think it's so awesome. Th- there's been a, a a lot of talk, and we've talked about it. The whole deal with the speakership and Jim Jordan, he's actively thrown his hat in the yeah. ring, and and Scalise has as well. I think Jordan probably is the favorite on this one, um, and I I I do see per, yeah, some of the perspective on both sides of it. I I you know, and I think that is a possible thing that sometimes there are truths on both sides. Is it disruptive to the process? Does it make quote make Republicans look bad? Okay, fine. Um, uh, is it just eight Republicans throwing a wrench into things? Well, with all the Democrats, yes. But at the same time, I, I, some of the things that Matt Gates has said is true as well. So I, I, I get it. Um, you oftentimes have different perspectives on what is the best way to move forward. But the thing that bothers me is with the establishment, the level of outrage that they express is above the level of outrage they express about anything that Democrats I know. Do. I mean, and that's, and even things that have happened to Republicans. Oh, yeah. And I think this is so great. I think it's so, disruption, if if they've learned anything about Trump, disruption in D.C. is a good thing. And so, because it just shows people's true colors. And you know what? If they have a speaker that comes up and doesn't do do a good job, that's fine. But I mean, Republicans with with all the problems in America, we should have such a large majority in the House and Senate. So obviously, we're not doing anything right. Well, to and, me. yeah. And and why not get him out? I mean, I think it's awesome. And whether it's Jim Jordan, I mean, I I think he's great. I just because it's they're showing their true colors. By what you said, by them being more upset about McCarthy leaving than anything else. And I'll I mean, tell you, and I, and I will, I, I guess this one area, I am on the side of Matt Gates, and they've said, well, what's your plan now? And part of me says, that's not really his responsibility to have a plan. Listen, they're, they're, <laughs> it, you know, the speaker is the one who comes along and says, here's what I'll do. And he's saying, you didn't do those things. Yeah. So you need to go. I know. Um, I think it's it's perfectly appropriate. And, you know, and with all of the, everything that's happened and everybody was like, what are you going to do something about Joe Biden? When are you going to, you know, I mean, you don't see. OK, I know McCarthy started whatever the inquiry or whatever that is, but there's nothing to match the level of. Um, I mean, I don't want, yeah, I was going to say outrage, but then people are going to say, oh, you're inciting violence, but there's nothing to match the level of frustration and outrage of the American people and McCarthy up there. You know, we don't care if you've been in DC, how long you've been there, you people, all you Republicans need to go if you're not listening to what we're saying. And you, you just look at some of the things that they have put, or I mean, look at the border for pete's sakes I or know, the sex yeah. trafficking or the fact that that this country was dragged through the lies of russian collusion which they knew were lies they knew that's that's something that is indisputable biden knew it obama knew it loretta lynch knew it james comey knew it they all knew it before the election even occurred that you know the, those notes are part of public record where they uh, had been told hillary clinton was going to yeah. come up with this fake narrative paying some foreign asset to uh, create a fake dossier and claim 
And so they were all just being given an update that, hey, this may become an issue. Now, they all decided to go along with it at some point. I wish that those notes, I would love to read those notes during that meeting. But and while there are some like Jim Jordan and and others that clearly were upset, the party itself as a whole, I the where's the outrage for that? Why is it that you reserve? You can see and feel the anger for this, and the only other time I've ever felt this anger from the establishment Republican Party is when the speakership came up back in you know January. Oh yeah, February. and how upset they yeah. were. Yeah, and, and it's it, just so infuriating and, to me. And it's so interesting um, when I was listening to Hannity when he was talking about that, you know, that this wasn't a good thing. And that we all need to come together as Republicans. I'm like, obviously. For what? I know. It hasn't been working. Whatever you guys are doing. <clears throat> but whatever Matt and Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these other people are doing. Hey, that's what the American people want. When she goes and leads the effort to change, which I think it's awesome, to get rid of the salaries of the cabinet members and make it to be a dollar. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, thank you. Because they're not doing their job. They're super corrupt. And at least you're doing something about it. And so um, why not have a speaker that reflects what the American people want? I mean, look, they're already voted for Trump. That was the same disruptor of the establishment. And so why not have it in the House? And I, I think it's a great thing. It gets rid of, you know, Republicans don't know what we've stood for for since Reagan. So why not just restart it and say, hey, what is it that we're about? And I think it's a great thing. I think it's, <clears throat> well, just, and, it's yeah, great. And there are a few areas of i would say disinformation that that are put out there one of which you know they'll point to you know well democrats don't have this problem okay well a couple of points on that number one nancy pelosi didn't have this specific problem because she changed the rules to where the the call to vacate which is what happened went from just all it took was one member in order to have the vote take place. Oh, yeah. Okay, then when yeah. Nancy Pelosi got in power, she changed it to where it was a majority of the caucus. So it went from one needed to 200 and some needed, or what, you know, whatever the majority of the caucus would be, 200 and whatever the number is. And, and so, well, that kind of helped her, you know, <laughs> not have yeah. to face this, face this sort of rebellion. But the other thing is, the left, they never worry about well if we push this is it going to be too far and cause us to lose an election yeah where the republican party does i hear this all the time from the well you know we can't do it because this or well the upcoming or well because so forth whereas democrats are like we don't they don't even contemplate will this cause us to lose the next election now they they may lie about their position running up into it, but they just push it through, push it through, push it through. That's how, that's why we have Obamacare today. Yeah. Because and even when they and when they're in the minority, this is another difference between Republicans and Democrats. When Republicans only have let's say the House and not the Senate, then they're like, well, you know, there's nothing we can. There's no point in passing cuts to the budget because it'll never pass the Senate. It'll never get signed by. Yeah, they're self-defeating. Democrats, yeah. that's not how yeah. they approach it. Yeah. Democrats see it as an opportunity to show the difference. Yeah. And so they will pass it and then claim. Now, usually they lie about what's in the budget, but they use the fact that the Republican side would not let it pass to paint them badly. They use it to create the 
the marketing of this is us versus this is them. And Republicans just, they, you know, they don't do it. But, you know, our, isn't our party based on competition and we're the party of ideas and then the best ideas win? So, I mean, if we're really capitalist, this is a good thing. You know, we don't have want to have a monopoly of everybody that thinks the same. I mean, we're the party of ideas. So let these people come in and say, this is really what the American people want. You're out of touch, you Republicans that have lived here forever and don't listen to their constituents. Yeah. Well, I think and, it's you so know, good. When Margaret Thatcher came into power and began making a lot of changes that were necessary, and they were very painful changes, you know, mm-hmm. we hear this a lot from Republicans. Well, you got to figure out where to cut. So- Margaret Thatcher, she caught a lot of heat because of that. And one of the things that she had said was, don't be mad at those of us who are fixing the problem. You need to be mad at the people who created yeah, the problem. Yeah, right. And, and you know, <coughs> excuse me, Republicans, again, they just don't seem to, they're just so worried about being blamed for everything and instead of recognizing, oh, you know, well, if we do this and this, people are going to be upset and mad, you need to point out, don't blame us. You, you know, this is the cure. Sometimes the cure sucks, but it's the the disease that exists. That's what you should be mad about. Well, and to me, just be authentic. I mean, if you ran on, you know, certain principles, just, and that's what got you elected, then stick with it. Well, no matter what it is, whether it was conservative or crazy liberal and you're still Republican. Just don't, you know, like some people that run in certain cities that say they're, oh, yeah, I'm conservative. And it turns out they're not. Just be authentic with the, what, you know, your constituents that elected you and what your platform was. And then people won't get mad at you because you you're being authentic to what you well, ran even on. if they do, at least you're being I mean, honest. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just think I mean, it's just crazy. All well, of this. And I'll say going into traffic here in, you know, back to Margaret Thatcher and, and essentially saying, hey, it's not my I'm not. I'm just fixing the problem here. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the people who created it. I, to a large degree, see that as a defense of what Matt Gates and other have done. Don't blame him. Yeah. You all created this situation. You all are the ones who always say, vote for us for less spending, vote for us for smaller government. But then you look at the little chart and you realize that it makes no difference whatsoever. You all do exactly when it comes to spending, particularly an expansion of government, the same thing as Democrats yeah. do. You're the reason this occurred. And you're the reason that Donald Trump got elected. The, the people in the Republican Party who hate Donald Trump the most, they are the reason he got elected because you created the problem. And then somebody that you don't like comes in and says, we have to stop this. We have to fix it. And people are drawn to that. That's not their fault. That's your fault. Yeah. You and the American that. people want people that will fight for them. Yep. That's what they want. And so that's what these Republicans, um, Matt Gates, and all these other new Republicans, that's what they're doing. They're fighting for us. How much truth there is to this? I, well, I, I do believe there is a degree of truth to it. How much? I don't know. But what some are saying is that there are actually a lot more Republicans that are glad this happened. Yeah, I, but I they didn't want to deal with the blowback that these all folks are dealing with, and so um, knowing that their vote really wasn't needed to make it happen, they did the little safe vote. Well, you know what? That's mm-hmm. what leaders are. They're courageous. Yeah, uh-huh. So Agreed. you have leaders now. We have Christy Fulnecki with us. There's one other yeah. thing here that I think is very symbolic of the lack of success the Republican Party has a personality trait and it is regarding <laughs> what actually I thought was one of the best parts of 
this vote taking place, and that is the the pro temp Patrick McHenry kicking Nancy Pelosi from her hideaway office. Oh, I I saw yeah, something. Okay. I didn't read the article. So though. some of yeah. these, and evidently in the Senate, they're not they're they're more prevalent, but only sort of VIPs get them over there on the House side. And it's a little hideaway office that I guess they can go into. I don't know if it's sort of. See, a, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I worked there, and I didn't even know that. Well, that evidently the first thing Patrick Henry did was send an email to staff saying the locks are going to be changed tomorrow. Get your stuff out of there. <laughs> uh, and uh, Steny Hoyer, the second-ranking Democrat of the House Democrat leadership, he was also told get out. And so apparently, the background of this, because she was oh, like, but it's a courtesy, you know, that's this we're supposed. Is that whenever the leadership fight was going on, and because these Republicans and Democrats, they talk to each other behind closed doors, which is fine. And he was apparently, uh, and I believe him on this, was talking to Nancy Pelosi about some of these holdouts and everything. And that, you know, one of the things that they wanted was to go back to where it only took one vote to vacate the speaker. And Nancy Pelosi said to him, go ahead give it to them. I'll make sure that if they ever try that, we'll protect you. I'll make sure it doesn't happen. And, you know, in other words, the Democrats all voting uh, with the eight Republicans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was saying, I-, I won't let that happen. Well, when oh, wow. She did let it happen. And if that is not so symbolic of the Republican Party that at least the way that it appears to me so often that, well, you know, they make these deals with Democrats and then they're just, they just can't believe when the Democrats betray them. Like how many, (laughs) it's just like that. I thought that was, yes, right there. Why are you surprised? How many times (laughs) do you have to enter into a deal with Democrats based on their word? And then they turn around and stab you in the back how many times does it but take? Again, but again, we do not want any deals. We do not. Somebody wow. stand up for what we want. I mean, the government is totally out of control. Um, I mean, even just the um, spying on the American people and the kind of security thing and something I've just discovered in the last week or two on how, you know, they listen to our phones and all this stuff. Mm. Um, I'm just like shocked at how big the government has gotten out out of control and people have, I mean, you have some sense, but when I'm finding out details through some of my cases, I'm kind of terrified. And, but you have nobody up there that has been speaking for us. And finally, slowly, I think, you know, Trump really gave people the courage. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just takes one person. Then now you have all these younger Republicans that are standing up. And like you're saying, there's probably more, maybe Republicans that have been there for a while in the house. And they're like, Oh yeah, well, Maybe if they're starting, then I have the courage to stand up and do something. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there's only good that can come from all of this. It's crazy that I, I remember the Patriot Act and and the left oh, just going it's... apoplectic over the one thing that they obsessed over was, oh, the government's going to know what library books you check out. And of course, my first thought is, well, these libraries are government, so. <laughs> I know they're I, gonna, yes, they, yeah, I, I mean, it's like you idiots. Yeah, right. Yeah. But these are now these are the same people that have that over. You do polling, and they think the government should be able to regulate your speech. They uh, uh, a very frightening percentage of Democrat voters think that it's okay for government to do random, unannounced, unwarranted checks on homes to make sure you're not doing That's... anything right. They have no trouble with government spying on people, and I'm thinking you, that is just one of the many. 
examples and illustrations of how the Democrat Party has, on certain issues, completely done a 180-degree turn from the government, even though the government does have, you know, run the libraries, they still shouldn't know what library books I check out to monitor and spy on anyone and everyone and, and that you want to. Yeah, and as you long hear people think that that doesn't happen or it happens oh, it in does the movies. Happen. I mean, there is one state that I deal with that totally shut down a Homeland Security investigation with with money. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. I mean, that's what I always tell people. If you don't believe what's going on and how bloated and corrupt the government has gotten, just look at what happened to Trump and all of these people. Mm. But um, but he deserved it. Well, and <laughs> that's what they always say about political opposition. Yeah, but that's what when I saw that about um, I think was it Green that introduced whatever the bill was to make the um, all the the cabinet secretaries mm. or a couple of them go, make a dollar. Mm. I mean, I thought that was so awesome. Yeah. I thought, you know, that it just takes courage and to show. I mean, if anything, it shows the American people that they're trying to do something that we told them to do a long time ago, 10, 15, 20 years. We've all been saying, why don't you do something? Why don't you stand up for us? And then, you know, people they're starting to get mad but you know that's a good sign that the right the, the old guard in the republican party are upset it's uh, a great sign yeah. quick traffic okay. update in 60 seconds and christy fulnecki with us i'm nick reed uh final story this hour i'll share with christy fulnecki the grace hopper celebration which bills itself as the world's largest conference for women in computing recently uh, decided that they would open up and welcome non-binary attendees to be diverse and what? it was to be inclusive of the was... LGBT community. Uh, evidently, the conference, was, which is sponsored by companies like Apple and Amazon, uh, was swamped by men who said, well, I'm non-binary, uh, to which event organizers became frustrated, accusing some of the men of lying about their gender identities. Oh, so you get to pick your gender. Yeah, right. And until then... the mm-hmm. left decides you don't. It's just like everything else with, oh, we believe in free speech. Well, not that. Or, you know, we believe in uh, you choosing your own. It's not for me to say you can be whatever gender you want. Well, unless it's for this reason. So that everything that they claim they support, same thing with book censorship. I got oh, this yeah, great yeah. editorial about yeah. the the these library associations and this this disinformation campaign of how they're all for, you know this banned book week and how they push back on it and it's crap because they support banning all sorts of books. That's right. But that's yeah. different, see, because those books that's not about freedom. That's about hate. And so, like everything else, here's just another example where nobody gets to tell you but you what gender you are. Well, unless you do it for a reason that they don't think you should be able to, then they get to decide what gender you are. Which is so confusing to do, even live your life. It's, you know, it's it's complete hypocrisy, dishonesty, and posing once again by left wing activists. That's right. It's changing, though. It's changing. Hope so. Hope so. The change is a coming.